We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey there. Because you're listening to this podcast, we at Blue Wire want you to know this. One, we freaking love you. And two, we want to learn more about you. Help us make more content you'll love by filling out a survey you can find in the description of this podcast. You'll help us out a ton, and you'll have a chance to win a Blue Wire t-shirt, hoodie, or a pair of AirPods. We appreciate you, hope you're staying safe, and want you to enjoy this podcast. What's good, everybody? Before we get to today's show, I just want to hop on here quick and just give you guys some thoughts and news and notes concerning all things going on, Veterans Minimum. Making some changes to the Patreon page. Really want to try and get that going again. And I've come up with some really dope ideas. Something to keep me more engaged in it. To keep you guys more engaged in it. If you go and you visit the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Veterans Minimum. You'll see some of the posts. The recent posts that have been published. They're open to everybody. Sort of giving you a rundown of some of the new exclusive content. And it was something that I've done some serious thinking about. It was something that I even had a Zoom call with some members of the Patreon. Shout out to everyone that had tuned into that. And it was something that, you know, I feel like shit that you guys have been donating some of the money all this time. And I'm so, so grateful to it. But I haven't been living up to my end of the bargain. I've been trying to figure out different ways and opportunities to create the Patreon to advance and to make it more worth your while to contribute and to donate. So I'm just going to run through the tiers for some weird fucking reason. Patreon doesn't let me edit the tiers. So this is also going to be posted and it'll be on the Patreon to give you guys a, a, a template and an outline of what exactly the Patreon is going to be about until I can get the changes to happen. So for $1 a month, you get all the episodes early or exclusive episodes. Like during the football season, I do a lot of gambling stuff, DFS stuff. That's all for $1, man. 
There's the 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 Monday episode where we do the AFC East preview like we did the NFC East on Monday. If you haven't listened to that yet, go and check that out. Already, Alan and I, we're starting to do our NFL division breakdown. It's going to take us all the way up to the NFL season. Hopefully, we have an NFL season because shit looking real rough right now. So for $1, man, it's you get access to all that stuff early. I try my best to get these episodes up on the Patreon. The moment I record them, I put them up. This this pod that I'm doing today with, with Jarrell Harris from Sports Illustrated, the good brother over there, I put it up Tuesday. I recorded it Tuesday afternoon, you know? So once I get it up, I'll put it up on the Patreon, man. So that's for $1. For $5 a month, uh, Discord server. The Discord is always pumping. A lot of you guys really enjoy that. Get to meet some new people over there, people that are a part of uh, the VM gang. And now, you know, every Monday I'm going to be doing a weekly updates video. There's one posted up right now. I'm going to promote this one a little bit too to give you guys an idea of what it's going to be about. But just moving forward, this is something new that I'm going to be doing. Every Monday you'll be getting a video called Weekly Updates where I'm just going to pull the curtain back and tell you what's what's happening, what's good with VM. From planned interviews that I have that week, um, news and notes, surveys you got to fill out or, or something I'm promoting, you'll get all that. A lot of cheap plugs. If you know me, I am the king of cheap plugs and a lot more. So hopefully you guys appreciate the the raw talks, the the honesty in these weekly updates. It's something that already a lot of people have been giving me some feedback saying that they really, really like. Also, twice a week, I'm aiming for Wednesday and Fridays. You'll be getting a VM extra. It's just going to be me ranting on something, me talking about something, kind of shooting the shit from anywhere from 5 to 10 to 20 minutes. Who knows how long it's going to be. There's going to be video for it as well. So for $5, you'll be getting those two exclusive videos. If I have guests on, maybe I could throw something on there also. But I think this is really, really cool. It'll let me talk about things that I can't really talk about on the show for the most part. Just for for an example, a video that's coming out this week is talking about Cam Newton and Odell Beckham Jr. Like, why are NFL teams being so fucking petty? And I elaborate more as to why I'm talking about Cam Newton and Odell in particular. That video is going to be up. It's up already, but that came out for Wednesday. On Friday, I'm going to be talking some shit. But also, this is where the fun is going to really kick in. In the $10 tier, it's the most popular one. The monthly giveaways, I'm giving away a shirt and hat, a a denim hat to the person that I'm going to pick on in the members of the $10 tier or higher. You'll be getting the monthly giveaway this this month. It'll be the denim hat and a t-shirt. Also, you'll get priorities on the questions for the videos. So going back to that $5 tier, if you want me to answer something in particular, like, yo, what do you think of that new J. Cole song? Or what do you think of what's happening right now in the world? Or whatever it could be, man. You want uh, dating advice? You know, I'll put on the, the, the Dr. Phil outfit and, and give you guys some dating advice you know just having fun those those questions i'll be getting from the people in the ten dollar tier or higher and you'll be eligible every month for monthly giveaways contests and shit there's just no sports going on right now for us to really do any contests so that's the most popular one that's the ten dollar tier and the twenty dollar tier we're going to be keeping it as the you know shout outs every episode and pretty much everything that you're getting in in those tiers over there i'll hit you with a follow from the social media accounts 
as well. You just got to tweet at me or DM me or tell me in the Patreon, like, yo, yo, this is, this is me right now. This is my social media. So we'll shoot you a follow. And then if you're in the $40 tier, um, first of all, you're a fucking psychopath and a legend and I love you, but you'll be able to get the merch at cost, right? Any VM merch that you want, you just let me know what you want. There's not many of you in that tier. So you could just DM me and be like, yo, man, I want that new crew neck. How much is it going to run me? And I'll get it to you. I'll get it to you at a discount as a token of my appreciation. So yeah, those are some of the changes for the Patreon. Make sure to go and check it out, man. Check it out. See what you like. You know, $1 a month, you get access to some of the new episodes, $5 the Discord and, and all that fun stuff. So I appreciate it, man. I appreciate all the contributions on a monthly basis. And I'm going to just STFU and let's rock and roll with my guy, Jarrell Harris from Sports Illustrated. There is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partners at betonline.ag. Sports are slowly making their way back, and BetOnline is leading the way with the best odds and lines for all UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches. And if you need even more, they have simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC simulations all day, every day, live on their website. Yo, Kyle Dacus, Kyle Daukus, Dacus, Daukus. Sorry I'm butchering your name. I saw this dude fight on the regional scene at CFFC. CFFC, he is an undefeated fighter fighting at 185. He is a very big underdog this week. I am taking it, and I am going to bet online to make this wager. He is a big dog. You know we love rooting for the underdog, but I have seen this dude. A lot of people at the CFFC have said that he is one of the top prospects to ever come out of there, and some of the names from the UFC right now that fought at CFFC is crazy. Caitlin Chukagian, Aljamain Sterling. Anthony Smith, our buddy Jared Gordon, Paul Felder. Like, they're not really sending out Joe Bears. You know what I'm saying? So let's take a look at Kyle Dalkis this week. That's a play of the week. I don't know if I'll be doing this every week, but you know what it is, man. Looking for something else to bet on other than sports? BetOnline has hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and props to check out. Visit BetOnline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE for a free welcome bonus. That's one word, BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. My guy, Jarrell Harris, editor, NBA editor at Sports Illustrated. Uh, been a fan of your work ever since I saw who your brother was. My guy, Ty, shouts to him, man. He connected us over here. Thank you for joining the show, bro. Thanks for having me on, man. Appreciate it. Nah, no problem. He's been telling me for a while. He's like, yo, I got to link you up with my brother, man. He's doing his thing. You're doing your thing. You guys got to just shoot the shit. He's like... He's like, you guys will be perfect together. So let's see, man. Let's see how it goes. Let's go, man. I'm happy to be on. Bro, so I'm checking out some of the stuff that you've done. And most recent, um, EA Sports reveals the Lamar Jackson Madden cover. And, uh, man, that's like a big get to have to be on the Madden cover. How did, how did that happen with you being able to get this story? Uh, Well, actually, I've been working with EA Sports on couple story ideas for the past few years so those connections 
know, like, they reached out. It was, like, told me, like, two months ago that this was going to happen. So I had to, like, keep it under wraps. And it's hard to do that. So I had, like, the cover and all the photos. But, I mean, it's pretty cool to talk to Lamar, like, after, after a historic season. And just to get that, like, surprise feeling of, like, getting the Madden cover and stuff. It was pretty cool to show the world. Yo, he really took off last year like crazy because I even uh, I'm not going to front, bro. One of the things that has always been about my brand is being like super honest. And I'm not a, I'm not embarrassed to like be like, yo, I take an L on that, you know, like coming into last year. I was super critical about Lamar because I felt like his style was he's hard to stop when he's playing with a lead. But when you get a lead on him, it's hard. He also didn't have the weapons that first year, right? Like, that whole team was built for Flacco. But I think that was crazy what he was doing last year, bro. Just, like, doing it his own way, too. Mm-hmm. I think, he like, he had a lot of fire, man. Like, after calling him, like, a wide receiver and all that, like, he wanted to prove people wrong. So that's exactly what he did. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't go that far. I thought that was crazy. And the one thing that was getting me tight, bro, it was, it was really like two guys in the sports media that was like, yo, he should be a wide receiver. And then that narrative became like the thing about Lamar. But, yo, more power to him if he ended up taking that, that energy, that negative energy, and being like, yo, this should, now, now you're going to see what I'm about. Yeah, for real. I want to see how the Ravens do this year, you know. Like him and Patrick Mahomes, he like always like distanced himself from the rivalry. He never wants to like talk bad about Mahomes, but I want to see how that develops over the next couple of years. I, I'm glad you mentioned that because I've noticed that too. Do you think? Uh, I mean, I'm sure they like there's like a mutual respect between the two of them, yeah. but it's just like for for this new generation, bro. It seems like it might be Brady and Manning. Yeah, for sure. Like a new age Brady and Manning. Like both, they can do everything. They can run. They can pass. So we'll see what happens in the future. Yeah, and especially with them being in the AFC, too. So there's a lot of parallels. But, fuck, one guy wins MVP. The next year, the other guy wins MVP. The other dude just won the Super Bowl, too. And it's like, you know, there's more fuel to the fire for Lamar Jackson now, if you think about it. Yeah, basically, and Mahomes had the Madden cover last year as well. And now Lamar has it. So that was interesting. You buy into this uh, Madden, Madden cover jinx? Or you think that's... I mean, I can't, it, it's hard to say like, that when Mahomes wins the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. And I asked uh, Lamar about that as well, but he doesn't really care. Like, he doesn't think there's any jinx. Yeah, but. it's crazy, bro. Like, he's um, I think the one thing, the one thing that happened last year, because I was buying in on the Chiefs from the beginning of the year, right? And do you feel like when well, you cover in sports in particular, do you feel like there's a serious recency bias with just fans and the media, just in general? Yeah, definitely. Like, I could definitely see that with, like, you know, the Chiefs this year. Like, people didn't really like the Chiefs in the past, and now they got Mahomes. Like, everyone's a Chiefs fan out of nowhere. I'm like, all right, guys. And then I'm trying to see who else out there. What are some guys you think of or teams? No, I just think, like, like, all right, 2018, right? And I always harp on this, how 2018, everybody's riding the, the Pat Mahomes train, right? Everyone's on the yeah. Chiefs, and then they lose. And then out of nowhere, Mahomes gets hurt last year, and then Lamar just, like, takes off. And then yeah. when when Mahomes came back, I like to gamble. I don't know about you. Are you a gambling guy at all? Or? Nah, not a big gamble guy. We have a big fantasy site at SI, but... 
that's not really my thing at all. Yo, better off, bro. I'm growing some white hairs over here, and that's because the boy be stressing <laughs> over these bets. But, yeah. but, dude, I was looking at, like, the odds for the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, like, around week 11, 12, and I loved it. And I was just tweeting about it, like, yo, recency bias is, like, a hell of a drug, man, because people, like, completely forgot about how good Mahomes was because we didn't see Mahomes. He was hurt. And the new talk in town was Lamar Jackson. So that's what I meant by asking you about recency bias. Like, what kind of things have you seen in the past with people, even in sports media, like, like you with the people you cover in the NBA, right? Like, one year, this guy might be hot. And then the next year, it's like, oh, man, you're old news. But it was just six months ago. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, thinking about, the, like, the Warriors and stuff. And, like, I hate when people talk down about Stephen Curry and stuff like that. And, like, these guys are still talented. talented. He's, like, still one of the greatest of all time. And you guys, like, write him off. Then, of course, LeBron is one of the greatest of all time. But you guys, you bring up Giannis, you bring up Kawhi. But you can never count on LeBron as well. Yeah, I think, like, even with LeBron, you know how people people be like, yo, he's the MVP every year. But I think also on the flip side, people are just, like, tired of LeBron. Like, they always, like, people just like that new thing that pops up. Yeah. So, it's, it's interesting. And then, I'm, like, I'm very, like, excited about what's about to happen in Orlando. So, we'll see, like, how a 35-year-old LeBron is going to come down in the bubble and... And what? Yo, so how you how do you feel about the NBA starting back up? Like, where where are what are like your initial thoughts about how all this stuff is going to transpire? Uh, as a fan, I'm very excited, and obviously, I want to watch basketball. And for a business, like for Sports Illustrated, like right, that's easier like to plan content around because things have been like dead. But life, like when it comes to like real life, it's I don't know if it's a good thing right now with like Florida. Cases are surging right now. So I don't know if it's a good idea. Like, they had a report earlier that two Phoenix Suns players tested positive for the coronavirus. So just imagine being in a bubble with thousands of people. So I don't know if it's a good idea, but obviously I want to watch sports again. Yo, I couldn't agree with you more. I feel like I'm about to echo the same sentiment as you because I'm a big UFC fan. And you see, like, the UFC was the you know, first show in town and they've capitalized on that spotlight, but it's so much different between the NBA and like the UFC. Cause in the UFC, you really got, you got the fighter and then you got four or five people in his corner. So it's easy yeah. to like seclude everyone from there. Like, yo, NBA team, 12 to 15 guy roster, coaching staff, equipment guy, agents, like it's just way more chaotic and it's just more eyes that you got to keep on all these dudes. And like you said, they, they've had, like, 50,000 cases in the last week just pop yeah. up. It's crazy. And one of our writers was talking about it the other day, like, top-ranked boxing. Mm. Like, two of their, they have, like, a couple of scares over there and, like, a couple, like, canceled fights. But just imagine, and they're, like, in a bubble as well, but just imagine bringing that to Florida with a 1,000 people. And Disney employees don't have to get tested at all. So you just never know what can happen in a bubble. Yeah, because it's, it's going to be so hard, bro, to patrol everybody, right? Yeah. Like, man, I'm kind of shook that Lamar might not be able to enjoy this Madden cover because, <laughs> bro, that's 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 crazy, too. Like, you think there's going to be fans in, in the NFL this year? Nah, not nah, at right? all. That's, yeah. that's so many people. 
Yeah, I, I feel you on that too, man. I, I can I, see like the most being like season ticket holders or something like that, but a full stadium of fans, that won't happen until mid next year or late next year. I, I can't see one of my yeah, I agree with you on that because that's you know seventy, eighty thousand people just breathing and yeah. yelling at each other and shit. That could be crazy. But one of my uncles is a season ticket holder for the Giants. He got an email over the weekend and it was like, "Yo, Mike, uh, thank you for bringing up your season tickets. One of two things can happen: like you could get refunded if you want, but you'll have a chance. You might not have a chance to re up the next year, or you could just let that oh. shit roll over. So it seems like the NFL is." Is setting up for no fans, which bro, yeah. the NFL is in like what less than three months. Mm-hmm. Like, and they've been like the most quiet about the coronavirus scare as well. Like, they don't even. I think. Really- I think with them though, they got lucky, bro, because their league didn't start until later on. Like the NBA, yeah. the NBA really got screwed because that shit happened in the middle of their season, bro. It happened on my birthday, son. Dang. My birthday is March eleventh. And that's when the the Gobert, the Jazz, and the Thunder thing happened. And then the next day, like, shit really hit the fan. I'm a street vendor in New York City. My pops got a coffee truck on 49th and Park Ave for, like, 25 years. So I've been working there. And, yo, literally that Thursday and Friday, bro, half my business went down. Nobody was in the the offices. And that's because, like, yo, bro, how much money does the NBA bring in every year, right? For the NBA to just be like, yo, we're stopping. You know, it's a wrap. That's when the whole world was like, "Oh, hold up, we we need to we need to take a chill pill now." Yeah, and it's crazy what you're seeing with the MLB right now. Like their season was about to start, and now they're on pause, and like they're still fighting against the owners. Like when they restart the season, so yeah, it, it's it's tough, and it has an effect on media as well. Like for all of us, like trying to plan content and every day is like. When are we gonna get any updates on like when the season's gonna return? So, yeah, I got a, I got lucky, man. If I'm being honest with you, because one of the cool things about this like form of media with the podcast and something that's like, I'm very authentic to my audience. Like, I'm not gonna start talking about some shit I don't know because, like, yeah. I'll just tell you, like, yeah, I don't know about it. So I'm not gonna, you know, come on here and and talk on my ass. I love talking though to people. Like, I guess it's the wrestling fan in me. I love the storytelling. I like getting the insight from someone. I always feel like I'm learning from people. So I do this thing called podcast and chill where it's kind of just like, yo, we press record and we just shoot the shit. And it's been, it's kind of been easy for me despite being at its core, a sports show. I call it a sports and conversation show. Cause if you, if you do something that I'm interested in, like if you're an artist, you an actor, an athlete, a journalist, like I can have a conversation with you, but on the flip side, like I do, like I'm doing the, the the division breakdowns now in the NFL, bro, and I'm like hyped. I'm like, yo, I can't wait for this shit to come back. <laughs> so I totally feel you on that. As far as like on a daily, man, how many yeah. people got like let go from? I think it was like SB Nation too, and like, oh. the Athletic, and it was sad because I knew some of those guys that have popped up on my podcast. Yeah, um, I'm very blessed to like still be in the in the position that I am, but I have like. A lot of friends who have lost their jobs or like furloughed and it's just the media business right now it's like advertising dollars is like real low and they're letting go like majority of staffs like the athletic just had a big uh layoffs right um we just had big layoffs as well so it's 
it's a tough business, man. Man, what what when you when you see some of these things like happening or if you hear things like what goes through your mind? Are you are you always like on the fence? Like what's your state of mind when that happens? It's truly heartbreaking, but I'm always like on point. Like I'm very grateful for the opportunity that I am and but I know any day it could end. So I just have to like keep building my own brand and if SI ever lets me go, like I'm gonna have to try to find somewhere else or build my own thing. Yeah, man. I, I talked to, I'm not going to mention his name, but I talked to someone from The Athletic. And, it, you know, it's like you put in 10, 15 years at a place and then something like that happens. It's just yeah. sad, bro. It's sad sometimes. I'm looking at some of your stuff over here and I kind of was fucking with you before we started recording. I called you a fashionista. You're like, nah, nah. But, yo, tell me about your love affair with sneakers, bro, because I'm a sneakerhead also. Yeah. But uh, let me give a shout out to my, my oldest brother, Ty. Like, he's always been into sneakers, and, like, that's where I developed my love as well. I was big into shoes first, mm-hmm. but Ty was always into sneakers. And then from a basketball standpoint and, like, media business, I was never the man to, like, write about the game, the coverage of the game or, like, stats. So I wanted to find my own lane. So mm-hmm. I did culture, sneakers, and I wanted to do fun things off the court. And I figured athletes would love to talk about that then have 100 interviews about how many points you scored tonight. So that's one thing. And then I got an opportunity with Who Magazine, and he was like, you want to go to this Jordan brand event and write about the, the newest sneaker? I think it was the Jordan 29. And I was like, all right, you going to pay me to like test out these sneakers? I get to keep it and write about it? I was like, sure. So Say ever less. Since then, it's been my thing. Bro, that's that's pretty dope. Cause like you said, like you created your own lane, which I think is really cool. And yeah. and yo, you're right, bro. I was just I was just laughing. I wanted to start clapping, but I didn't want to mess up the audio. Cause cause like you said, I, what I've noticed is my interview style. The thing that works for me is I don't really prepare anything. Like I don't have no notes in front of me. I just have like your Sports Illustrated page up, right? And it's just something that, like you said, like the same generic basic questions. Like people want to know. Like, yo, bro, what's good with the sneaker collection? PJ Tucker, I'm looking at the thing. You did something with PJ Tucker. And, like, that guy is, like, legendary for having, like, over 10,000 pairs of sneakers. And they get yeah. they get hyped for that because you're asking them more about themselves than, like, their craft. Because, you know, not for nothing, like you say, they get asked the same stuff all the time. So when you hit them with some different shit, they're like, oh, all right. All right, bet. That's exactly how it is. And that's why I love it. And... I see it all the time. Like I try to get like the NBA staff as I like ask different questions. Like this is how, for example, we have an intern right now and he's trying to learn the game and like get to athletes. But I'm like, you have to approach it differently. You have to ask these athletes different questions. Not like how's their summer going? Like ask about their life. They're off like their businesses and everything like that. So, What's your favorite sneaker? What's my favorite sneaker? Yeah, if you had to pick one. You want me to tell you mine while you think about it? Nah, I got it, I got it. Okay. Air Jordan 3. Yeah, I think it's the perfect sneaker. Uh, the story behind it as well, it's the sneaker that saved like Nike overall. Like It made Jordan stay because he, he was going to leave for Adidas. And I love the elephant print design, and I think Tinker Hatfield would just went off with that sneaker. I wear it almost every year. 
Yo, a lot of people, a lot of people say that one. I like the Flint 13s. Oh, gotcha. Did you get a pair? Nah, man. And yo, Ty, Ty and Dylan, yo, fuck out of here with that bullshit because I told them, I told them both, uh, Dylan, like how you said Ty put you onto sneakers and like that, that like different world. Uh, Dylan is my buddy Dylan, who him and Ty work together. Shout out to both of them. He put me onto sneakers, right? And he's like, I was like, yo, bro, it's the one sneaker I really want to get, right? Like I have about like, uh, my secret collection's right here to to the side, but I was like, bro, you gotta let me know when these things come out. I want to get them at like retail, so I don't get you know effed over later on, on on the secondary market. And then he hit me up when it was too late. He's like, yo, bro, the sneakers are on sale, and it was like 8 p.m. that Saturday. I was like, I was like, come on, man, why you gotta tease me like that? How many sneakers do you have in your collection? I got about like 35 that are well kept nice i just i just did the whole box thing like you've seen the 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 clear boxes yeah but who knows when those are gonna come in shipping is all all chaotic but uh i got right here i got a good story with these these are probably my favorite sneakers they're the kds they're like the christmas edition bro so i order them from flight club and tell me how they send me i'm a size 10 they send me a size 8 and a size 11 and hold on, this, this is the best part. In the same box, both left-footed. Oh, wow. And you kept them? No, I didn't keep them, bro. I just had to go through, like, hell and back to get it. I had to, like, send it to them. <laughs> it was just chaotic. And I was like, damn, man, I was so hyped to get these sneakers. And then that shit happened. It just killed my whole vibe. But, yo, what would you say of, of the players now that have come out? What What's the big appeal with? Besides the money, right? Like, obviously, they, they sign a sneaker deal, and they're going to get bread for that. But yeah. what have you, from, from discussions that you might have had with, with the athlete that gets his sneaker deal, where would you rank it as far as, like, monumental events that happened in their life? Oh, I think it's up there, but number one. Like, for some guys, it's different. Like, PJ Tucker said he never wants a signature sneaker because he wants the freedom to wear... Whatever he wants. Six, whatever he wants. But for, like, main guys like a Kyrie Irving or a LeBron James, like, that's up there. Uh, I was watching a little bit of Griffey the other day. Mm. How he was inspired by Jordan, and when Jordan released his sneaker, he told his mom that one day he's going to have his own, and that's that inspired him with his own Nike line. So I think it's number one, like, up there. Well, obviously underneath winning the championship, but... It's up there, and like having something with your name on it is great. That's also like a lasting legacy thing too, right? Yeah. Like many. Like, look, at, look at Penny right now. Like he's been out of the league, but people still talk about Penny and those commercials, like Little Penny commercials. Yeah. So you think you think that that's um oh that's mad true, bro? When you think about it, I I didn't think about that until you mentioned it now. How it's so it's gonna impact generations later down the line because your name's yeah. gonna stay relevant. Right, like yeah. I, I also think now with social media, like there was that back and forth that was going on with Barkley and Draymond Green a couple months ago, yeah. and it was like, yo, there's so many people. Like I'm 29, so like I feel like there's a lot of people, and and I love basketball, so I might be a bad example for this, but like there's people my age that didn't know how good Barkley was. They just know Barkley yeah. as that like loudmouth clown, say some wild shit to go viral, dude on on TNT. But it's like, yo, that's why. I really like the Last Dance series 
Because even though they were taking L's to MJ, I feel like a lot of those guys got put over in that documentary, to use a wrestling term. Yeah, for sure. And just to bring it back to, like, MJ, I'll give an example. Like, my nephew, he, he never watched Jordan play at all. But he knows him for the sneakers and everything else like that. So it's just creating, like, new stories bound for new generations. And I think it's fascinating, like, with sneakers. Yeah, I, I know every time I was watching The Last Dance, bro, and they'd show sneakers, I'd go right to Flight Club, and i see, like, the price, like, within one refresh would just, like, skyrocket. What's yeah. the what's the pair of sneakers that you would want to get that you don't have? Ooh, that's a good question. Man, I have a lot of my grills already, but, dang, that's a good question. So, for me, it would be my favorite sneaker ever, too, because I still haven't been able to get yeah. it. Dang, but I got my girls. I got my Air Jordan 3s. I got my cements. got my Jordan 4s. Got a couple pairs of Jordan 11s and a couple 1s. So I think I'm set. Uh, I'm trying to see. But probably the mags. The mm. mags are future joints. I would love to have those. Were you were you somebody that would go and wait online to get the sneakers? Yeah, never in my life. Yeah? Never waited. Okay. Never. What's that, what are some of the crazy stories you've heard about people waiting to get sneakers? Because I remember that used to be, and it still is, like, a crazy thing that people go through to get sneakers. Yeah. I've heard people waited, like, over, like, a day online. And obviously, there's, like, sadly, there's, like, a lot of violence that happens online yeah. as well when you wait at, at these events. But, yeah. I've never been the one to, like, do it. I can't. It's not my thing. Bro, I remember, like... Till I was about 20 or 21 years old, I would go with my parents on Black Friday and go shopping. Oh. And then, like, bro, literally the last time that I went out, I just I had, like, one of those scenes in my head that you see in movies. Well, I'm just looking around. I'm like, man, I don't even want that TV that much, bro. Like, I'm not trying to be waking up at 4 a.m. And like you said, the lines are, the lines are jacked up. It's chaos. You always see the videos of people getting, like, trampled and shit as they're waiting to go into the stores but the sneaker culture is a crazy culture man it's really wild yeah i love yeah i love sneaker culture but then again like when i get like a new pair i like to hold it for like you know a year or two because i don't want to be rocking the same sneaker as everyone else at the same time so that's like always been my thing as well like i have a pair of jordan ones the royals that i haven't worn in like two or three years it's like still in my closet but i'm gonna pull them out one day yeah, now nah, I feel you on that because you want them to stand out. Like, wait a couple yeah. months, wait a couple years, and then from there, they're like, oh shit, how much you get those for? Legit. Yo, let's uh, let's finish up with some NBA stuff, man. Just um, going back to that, a little full circle. So they're gonna be in Orlando, right? How do you feel about like what teams are you looking at to make noise? Do you think that it's gonna be a veteran team to prevail? You think it might be a young team because? They're, they're younger and they're more, like, energized. But to be fair, they've also been off for three months. So, like, where's yeah. your head at when you're looking at who's who might make noise? And I'm not saying to, like, give me a winner. Because mm. everyone, from what you're hearing, it's, like, Milwaukee and the two L.A. teams. Yeah. But, like, is there a team like Portland last year, right? Portland last year went to the Western Conference Finals. They surprised a lot of people. So, is there a team that you might see that you think might make noise? I think, like, anything can happen, like, They've been off for three months, so and you don't know how yeah, you know, like Giannis and the Bucks are gonna come out and perform in the bubble. But 
right now I have my eyes on the Clippers just because they have so much depth and Paul George is coming back. He's going to be healthy. You have Kawhi, obviously. And you have Trez. You got Lou Williams. Like, their depth is like they're just stacked. Like, they just signed Joe Kim Noah. Word. They have Reggie Jackson. So, I think they're my favorites to come out of it. But it's going to be exciting to see, like, a team like New Orleans with with Zion. And, yeah, Lonzo was playing the best basketball of his career. Brandon Ingram. Mm-hmm. And... Definitely can't count out, like, the Blazers, as you mentioned. Like, Dame is always going to go off <laughs> in the playoffs. Man, I was really looking into Miami. I liked what Miami was doing all year. Yeah, but, bro, I feel like that's a team that's going to that's gonna get hurt by not having home field. Yeah. But I love Miami as well. And Bam has been a beast this season. And you got Duncan Robinson. Like, people don't talk about him enough. Like, yeah. <laughs> A great shooting season. Uh, Jimmy's a great guy, and he—you could see like how much he influenced that team and like being competitive. So that was awesome. And Tyler Hero is good as well. Yo, I feel like Jimmy Butler got such a bad rep last couple years, yeah. and then with Miami, it's kind of done a one eighty. It's like back to like, yo, Jimmy Butler is like one of the top like, 15, 20 guys in the league. I just think people misunderstood him, like. Him and Pat Riley are basically the same. Like, they're very competitive. So, Pat Riley loves that. Eric Sporty loves that kind of, like, competitive nature. So, I think he, like, fits in well. Like, they don't bother him. And as you can see in the past, he had, like, immature teammates kind of, like, in every stop. It was like he was dealing with young guys. So, now he's, like, the man and doing his thing. That's so true. If you look at when he was with Milwaukee, you look at when he was with 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 the Sixers, like the the better guys on his team were young. They were like yeah. 21, 22. and this dude's been around for a while. And he's like, "Yo, fam, I'm trying to win," you know. Yep. But I also feel the young guys because they're like, "Ah, we'll get there eventually," right? Like mm-hmm. they think they're invincible and they'll be around forever. But like Butler's like, "Yo, bro, I've seen it. I've been on teams where a guy gets hurt, a guy gets traded. Like you're never gonna have this core." And like you said, I think it's real important what you said about he links up with Spolstra, links up with Pat Riley. They needed an alpha dog in there. And I always thought that Jimmy Butler was an alpha. He just, like, his whole presence just, like, it just, like, dripped that way, you know? Like, his whole swag was that way. And I liked I liked Miami. They were, like, my shady, dark horse team. I was like, yo, I wouldn't be surprised. There was a roadmap for them to get to, like, the Eastern Conference Finals and avoid Milwaukee until then. And then, like you said, bro, anything could happen, right? Like, think about, think about last year, the Raptors win the title. People, for, people, people forget that they they win that game three against Milwaukee when it goes into overtime and Giannis fouls out. Like, what happens if they go down 3-0? It's a wrap there. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. like, yep. anything could happen, man. Anything could happen. And just think about the Kawhi shot versus the Sixers. Like, what happens if that doesn't drop and the Sixers win or, like, they go to overtime and then play more? So, you just never know with these things. And... There's always a what-if thing with, like, Katie when he got injured. Clay Thompson got injured. So, but they got lucky. Yo, what's your what's your favorite team? What team you root for? Man, I don't know, man. A lot of people ask me that all the time, and I never really had a team. Like, I grew up in New York, obviously, but never been a Knicks fan. <laughs> you smart then, bro. <laughs> never been a Knicks fan. <laughs> but uh, I've always been a, 
a player guy. So I grew up, my father used to watch a lot of Jordan. So grew up watching Jordan. Uh, I was a big Kobe guy, but I can't call myself a Lakers fan. So it's always been more of a player, like, fandom. I feel like with the NBA, that's how a lot of people feel. Yeah. You think, like, I, you, you think it's because of the whole superstar thing? Yeah, I could definitely see that. Like, growing up, like, in high school, it's like, the argument was Kobe versus LeBron. Like, that's how me and my boys used to, like, go back and forth. It was, like, first take mm-hmm. <laughs> in the lunchroom, like, going back and forth with, like, debates. And it was never about the two teams itself, but the players. So, it's always been that way. Every now and then in sports, you get those, like juggernauts in the game that like you said it was never about the teams right like no one cared about the Cavs LeBron gets there everyone cares about the Cavs he leaves no one cares about the Cavs right and and people people are like bandwagoning and supporting like that's what I think with social media social media has changed I think fandom I don't think people I don't think there's that many people that are like ride or die with their team and, yo, sometimes, like, I always make this joke, bro. I'm a Mets and, and, and Knicks fan, right? And the Giants have been shitting the bed last couple of years. Like, why I got to be why I gotta be in this abusive-ass relationship for, man? All they do is break my heart. Oh, man. Like, yo, most of my close friends are, like, Knicks fans. And I'm like, oh, man, like, that's tough. I don't know how you guys do it. I would, <laughs> I'll be stressed out. Yo, what do you think? Last thing I'll ask you, man. I, I kept you around the amount of time I told you I would. I appreciate your time once again. How do you feel about this whole movement with these dudes like skipping college and going overseas or they'll go into the G League, right? Like we, we, we've seen for the longest time that the NCAA is just like they're violating these kids, right? They're profiting so much. Right. I always felt and and feel free to, you know, tell me how you feel about this. I was always on the fence on whether or not the athletes should get paid. I'm gonna keep it real with you. But I think, bro, if you're a D one if you're the D one point guard for Syracuse and and I have a restaurant and I'm like, yo, Jarrell, great game, man. You know what? Beers are on me. You shouldn't get in trouble for that shit. Right? Terrell Pryor, he wanted to get some tattoos when he was a quarterback at Ohio State. It's like, yo, he got sanctions and 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 the team, like, why, bro? Like, I should be able to profit off my name. And that's what you're seeing in more states doing now. So, like, how you feel about that? Like, what, what side were you always on in that debate? Um, I love the Olympic model, like, getting paid off your likeness. So, not directly, like, getting paid, like, a salary, but getting paid for, if you want a jersey or, like, tattoos you mentioned, like, off your likeness, like, sign a brand deal with someone. Or, and in terms of, like, G League or going overseas, I say, get your money. <laughs> Always been that type of guy. Like, there's more ways to be successful, and it's proven. Like, you've seen Brandon Jennings. You have LaMelo Ball coming out of Australia right now. So, you could go these routes and still be successful. It doesn't matter. Nah, that's a hell of a point, those guys that you mentioned. Going overseas, just making their money and then coming back in. Because also with social media, like they don't disappear. It's not like yeah. like now if you're a Euro dude, we've seen you, bro. It ain't a surprise anymore. Like back in the day when when someone would take a Euro dude in the draft, unless it was the Spurs, you're like, oh my god, what the hell is happening? 
But now, like, even with Luca, man, I remember I was yeah, like, like <laughs> yeah, I was all in on Luca coming out because I had seen him, right? Like, my pops is Greek, and he always watches that yeah. the Champions League basketball. So, like, I had seen Luca, where, you know, 10 years ago, you didn't see these guys until they came to the league. And then they, hold, they had all that baggage and those false narratives on them. Guys never had a chance. Yeah. And, like, I think it's better now because they used to put, like, all these pressures on these type of guys. Like, when Chris Stapps was coming out, mm-hmm. I didn't know what to expect. But they was like, he's the new dirt. <laughs> I was like, you can't, like, just be throwing these, like, names on these guys. But I'm happy for, like, Luca and him coming into his own and doing his thing. Yeah, that's a team to definitely watch out for moving forward. I think they got yeah, a nice little quarter. Beach, man. Yeah. But, dude, I appreciate your time, man. Thank you so much for hopping on. Yo, I appreciate you, man. Thanks. Tell the people where they could find you, what stuff you're working on. Plug away. Yes, sir. You can find me on Sports Illustrated, uh, the crossover. And we're just going to keep making good t- good content. And find me on Twitter as well, uh, underscore Jarrell Harris, J-A-R-R-E-L Harris. And, yeah. Thanks for having me on, man. I really appreciate you. Nah, no problem, bro. And guys, I'm going to have everybody, I'm going to have all his stuff in the description so you can find all that shit over there. And I'll catch you guys next week.